When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is over but here in post show recaps we are just getting started my name is grace but of course i'm not alone i'm joined to the i'll say the lights to my shadow rich how you doing i'm so good grace uh, i'm glad that i get to be the light to your shadow i tend to be the shadow to most people's light on these podcasts so i'll take it um but actually it was a triketra all along ariel's here ariel how you doing <laughs> I'm still laughing about Adam now. Ah, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. It's a good bit that uh, to, unfortunately shows up in the very last episode of the show. Triketra? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> F, man. Damn. Yeah, very fun. Very Incredible. fun. Uh, we've done it. We did it. We talked about Dark every single episode. Uh, as Steve Carrigan would say, you did it. Uh, and folks, listen along with us. We very much appreciate it. We're here today just to have a, a combo. We did get one piece of feedback that I'm ba- I'm delighted uh, uh, in in the person who sent it in. Uh, I'll have to double check. Uh, uh, Fiona sent in a great piece of feedback. I'm really excited to dive in uh, with you. It should take us like 45 minutes just to dissect it all. Um, that's a joke. But um, Rich, how are you feeling? We we watched every episode of Dark. I am really proud of us for watching every episode of Dark and taking it apart so insightfully. I am really sad that there's no more Dark to watch, Grace. Uh, I was telling you in our pre-pro meeting there that I rewatched 1899 between last week and this week as I knew we were sitting down. And I wanted just to revisit these guys' stuff. And as much as we were obviously on it when we talked about 1899, there's just so much connective tissue. I feel even more robbed than I did when it was... um, not picked up last fall but I, I, yeah it was an absolute joy to get to talk through this series with both of you over the last couple of months how about you ariel how you feeling it's rough out here i, I gotta be honest <laughs> <laughs> with these in these darkless streets yeah um yeah that, that's funny i i, I love the that point about the 1899 because i can't help but feel yeah i randomly happened to be thinking about it the other day i mean obviously we talk about dark every week so it's not that random but it's just actually you know what it was it was zelda there was this thing in the zelda game that i'm playing that looked just like the pyramid in uh in 1899 oh sure this is so cool i wish we had gotten to see more of that show um yeah this has been i mean i already said it last episode this has been such a delight and it's it's going to be fun and sad, I think, to look back and at everything, not just at the show, but like everything that we got to talk about that I feel so fortunate uh, to get into this more meaty stuff that we were able to through this rewatch with spoilers and wonder and ask each other questions. I th- think that's ridiculous and wonderful. Of like, wait, I don't know what that actually meant. Can can someone else explain that to me? Uh, as we always said, a show that on multiple rewatches still doesn't lose its edge and its effect. And I'm sure there'll be things in another year. Who am I kidding? Six months. When I rewatch it, I'm sure there'll be things that I still will only just be realizing. Part of the thing I realized as we were doing our coverage is how much fun I was having um, pushing friends that I have that have not yet watched the show to jump on board as we were doing the rewatch podcast and and just getting to like watch an episode every week, linger on it, dissect it in that way. It just left me um, so kind of fixate on it, on it, on it over the past few months. And I really find myself 
with all of these other time travel properties, like you mentioned Zelda, but anything else time travel related that I look to is influenced after having watched dark. And it's so hard because I don't want to reveal to people watch dark. It's the best time travel story that there is. I want to let them have that organic discovery in episode one. But as we came to the end of our podcast coverage, and I had a couple of stragglers that had yet resisted my subtle charms over the months, I just had to browbeat them. Finally, Ariel, it's, it's, it's the best time travel story there is. It's the best. Is that I what you want you me to say? Huh? <laughs> hmm. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I the 1889 thing is really is really fun because I, I, I don't know that I'm ready to revisit it only because it got canceled and it makes mm -hmm. me very sad. Um, I'm not sure how you felt like getting through it and then feeling like, damn it, like the no answer. I mean, I do think to a degree, I, I wonder if you agree. I, I feel like being removed from it, the ending actually like is like best case scenario for a show that gets canceled that like it, it can feel self-contained to it to a degree i won't spoil it because i you know come into the dark pod and um i, I we presume most people have watched 1899 but if you hadn't do you folks know that they're that baron and yante's next project is is rumored in the world did you know that there's information out there about this that they have a, a project upcoming on netflix did you know this i i am aware that there yes. are rumors yeah, yeah I heard, uh, heard about like a deal, but I and so I'm yeah. shocked that it was on Netflix after the 1899 of it. But so I know. think that their deal came before 1899. Um, and actually, 1899 was actually written before Dark. Actually, that was mm -hmm. their first okay. idea, and then they did Dark for Netflix, and they then signed on to a deal um, with with Netflix. Um, and although that's canceled, there is a potentially a miniseries in the work called Till, which is based off a 2017 German novel about a, a, a juggler, <laughs> historical juggler during the Germany 30 years war. Uh, I have to imagine it's more complicated than that, but uh, I've not read the book. Juggling and... three things. Mm. Yeah, yeah, probably. So uh, it is, ex I, I do have that feeling of like, wow, that's very exciting. We, we I think uh, move, the plan will be to fill this feed with some content, but I know that that's like the thing I'm like waiting for. And I don't, I don't know. I presume that they would not be subject to, uh, depends on where they film, um, that they would not be a uh, subject to this, uh, this strike, uh, either the writer strike or the, um, the actor strike, unless they want to use SAG actors and, or if they want to be in solidarity with the strike happening, but there's a chance. I know that like uh, South Korean, uh, dramas on Netflix are still in the works. Just, I mean, I'm totally placing us in time here, but it's very exciting to think that like, maybe they're already, working away at something else, something the new. The international components of the strike make it very fascinating to wonder about. I'm sure that- Yeah, we're going to be in business, Rich, over the- I know. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm sure that they're morally and ethically in solidarity with their colleagues here in the U.S., but nonetheless, that's entertaining. So I had heard of a different rumor, and oh. I don't know how much veracity there is to this a couple of months out, but I, I back in February-ish of, of 2023, I had read that they were involved in an adaptation of- a, a comic book property called something is killing the children which feels very in their well. wheel space um in the same way that i've talked a lot about tales from the loop is something that i think shares some dna with dark and i know a lot of people dark and i mean i mentioned it early on in the podcast a lot but but dark and stranger things came out kind of contemporaneously with one another back in season one and a lot of folks were like gosh if you love stranger things go scope out dark so i think this is in that same vein of um that we weird kind of Stephen King-esque like young adult horror genre space so it seems very exciting but any kind of projects that they are going to touch in the future I am here for. Well, listen to this about Till. Till is a scrawny boy growing up in a quiet village until his father, a miller with a forbidden interest in alchemy and magic, is found out by the church. After Till flees with the baker's daughter he falls in love with a traveling performer who teaches him in trade. As a juggler and jester, Till forges his own path through a world devastated by the 30 years war, evading witch hunters escaping a collapsed mine outside of a siege city and entering the exiled king and queen along the way it's a riveting story and a moving tribute to the power of art in the faceless senseless brutality of history doesn't it sound fun? witchcraft and, and and magic alchemy and magic the wizardry so, yeah plant uh, area they haven't really gone yet so 
Um, like, anyway, I'm still stuck on something's healing the children. I'm like, yeah, well, we know who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going Helgi. It's Helgi. It's Helgi. It's healing the children. Uh, you said wizardry, Ariel. All I can think about is that scene at the end of 1899 that closes on Black Sabbath's The Wizard. Right. That's a scene that haunts me. Um, yeah, I mean, they're great creators, you know, and I, and I would love to see them getting the opportunity to do more work. I wonder about their relationship with Netflix, given the like un, unceremonious kind of end of of 1899 um regardless i mean they were such a supported creator it felt like coming out of dark to get to see auteurs in a non-english speaking show get to complete a project like this was pretty exciting and i think we should be grateful that we've got it all told for us yeah all right well let's let's talk about dark because that is the show we we spent many a weeks uh, which i don't mean to immediately be like but what's next um but what's did, next grace i know well the end endings are just beginnings as, as uh... I say. um so fiona writes in with a great piece of feedback it's about the entire show and it says uh the funniest part of dark is how Jonas, arguably the dirtiest character is the only person who canonically showers he lives for 84 years showered once and by that logic has the best hygiene of all the characters incredible (laughs) i mean pete listeners will know that i was on i was on the 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 dirt beat just like fiona was uh back from season one stranger days and then you know uh trying to clock it i think she's right that he showered that one time and that's it like we saw them showering i'm trying to think of just water in general we saw them showering a lot of rain some radiation off of their protective gear for whatever good that i mean marta come home comes home drenched in blood she doesn't even shower she just a quick a lot of people wash their hands uh lady macbeth style in the sink they're washing their hands of having to shower that's what it feels like (laughs) does rain a lot in winded i don't know that as acid rain um she she then also because this is the way the form is filled out. I do like filled out the rest of the of the form, which is on a scale of one to three. What do you rate this episode? Even though it's about the whole thing is a three point three three. So for the whole show, and then an MVP of the, is Stranger Jonas for taking a shower, and an LVP is Jonas for never showering again. So appreciate the commitment <laughs> to filling out the form, Fiona. I very much appreciate. This is that. a three point three form fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three point three for Fiona. Um, <laughs> very well played. Having watched it again, Rich, and, and not only did you watch it again, I believe in the course of our rewatch, I think you did this. Too, I think, Errol, you and I rewatched it before we started and then and then did the rewatch as we went episodically. And you might have done this too, Rich, but Rich, also in the middle, you like, I think you like finished the shit, right? You just like double going and then came back. Yeah, Amazing. As, as we yeah. closed in season two coverage, there comes a point towards the end of season two where it just, I feel like gathers so much momentum. Yeah. Um, I think season one starts slow. We talked about it being this investigative detective drama almost before it reveals the totality of the story they're telling towards the end. But by the time the hook set into me at the end of season two, I powered through and watched all of it. And then that happened to me again maybe like three weeks later where um as we were digging into the season three episodes for maybe season three episode three i ended up just carrying it out and watching it all so i've watched it three times since we started the podcast i guess yeah okay so having watched it three times sort of the podcast what what for you is like the biggest takeaway because i feel like last week and we talked we obviously it's such a it's such a great finale it really wraps things up but what are your sort of biggest takeaways in terms of going back and revisiting this show what are what are your takeaways so it validated my initial take which is that this is just amongst the most methodically plotted television shows there is i think there's even more like connective tissue that validates its own mythology than i remembered on first watch like there are so many tiny details that are really easy to overlook that i hope we point to pointed out most of that that just just all of the logic as they present it within the show uh the gun not firing notwithstanding right but the other thing that really really struck me just to the storytelling of it is how i think of it as such an ensemble show and there's so Mm -hmm. many integral and, and really compelling characters in this cast but the amount of time that we spend with any given one of them is way less than it feels like on review 
right? Um, like, you know, we made a little joke out of it of like, oh my God, Bartas the hero though. But I feel like the economy of storytelling, this is something I've been talking about on a lot of podcasts lately, but amongst which is Good Omens, Grace. It's a short, like six episode kind of season. And I think they're doing such a good job um, presenting the information really effectively with the time they have. And over the course of a pretty limited run, I mean, we're talking less than 30 episodes, they're able to flesh out an ensemble that rivals that of like a Game of Thrones with, with well-realized, incredible character arcs for people as kind of thinly developed as Clausen, right? As a one character, like mid-tier villain, let's call him. Um, and it's just so impressive in retrospect how effectively they manage their time with this vast of an array of characters and complex ideas. I do agree with that. And I want to build off your point, but you made me uh, think of it, which is if all these characters live in Westeros, uh, who, who is on the iron throne at the end of, at the end of oh my God. game of it's queen Dark Claudia. Thrones. It's queen Claudia. I think it is queen Claudia. <laughs> that does, yeah. That does track. Yeah. yeah. But actually in the game of Thrones style, it's actually like probably is like not Barthage. It probably is like, uh, I don't know, like Magnus. <laughs> so, you know? uh, now I'm thinking about, because my first thought was like, oh my God, what about the Throners time traveling? And then I'm like, oh, Cersei would. And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, Cersei is basically Hannah. Yeah. Uh, like, oh my God. But Hannah somehow cares about her kids even But it's her son who does the incest. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be Mickle, but I think if we're tracking oh, like, the Game a... of Thrones TV show, like it would probably be Killian or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something right? like that. Um <laughs> Uh, no, the, the, that, that one tracks in terms of uh, uh, someone who was cast uh, early on to play a huge role. And as I pointed out, that I think rightly so, they couldn't end up using tall. him at the end. He got too big. <laughs> you know. So I think that that one tracks. That's a Mikkel to Brand is a good. Yeah, uh, got too big good... for his own part. We had to ride him yeah. out for a season, you know. No so on the, on the point of just like uh, the richness of characters, I, I, I do think, it, I think that's an excellent point that, they, you look at this cast list on Wikipedia and it's ginormous. And it's not just on top of that, there's the extra challenge that uh, Yante and, and Bo give themselves, which is, yeah. And what if we also see three versions of like a bunch of these characters at different times in their, their life played by different actors, which can be a hard thing to pull off to feel like uh, when you watch a TV show, you're like, yeah, it's not resonating with me that like that's supposed to be that person right that older person is supposed to be the person who i knew before but i think the fact that the show is is really only 26 um 26 episodes and there's whole episodes where you don't see somebody including our main characters i i don't have it in front of me uh pull it up on the imdb like in terms of like how many episodes is like jonas in this in the show and not, and not even like stranger um jonas or adam like we could do that too but like just how many times um, someone is is not there. And it's the fact that like they're so well written and the writing I think is so strong um, to tell us who these people are that we can seemingly get to know them so well, which is extra impressive because it's a mystery show that is supposed to, you're not always supposed to know who's behind what, who's who's doing what, et cetera. The fact that, again, I do think it's it's the writing, I think that really makes it so that I feel invested in in every character that that um, for the most part that's that's on the show. I think is a really really impressive feat, and one I come away from the rewatch being impressed by again. I I, I think and maybe actually I, maybe because I'm binging it, I'm not thinking about like oh man, I didn't get I didn't get any like uh, there's no Mickle this week, you know, or mm -hmm. there was no Elizabeth um, um, this week, uh, and the fact that we're yeah, I think maybe I I hadn't really noticed um, that that impressive skill that they have before. I don't know, Aaron, what, what, what are your takeaways from what you're watching? I, first of all, I love that we each did it slightly differently. Like I actually watched it once this is before we started recording. I watched it once at, kept writing down all my questions, then watched it fully through a second time to try to answer all my questions and then have watched it now as through the watch through, th uh, through the, the podcast watching. So I love that. The three of us, the triangle, watched it a little bit yeah. differently. Um, well, no, triangle, I guess, is more 1899. It's the two cats. Uh, Damn it. It is the <laughs> Damn it again. You caught me again. This mysterious shape. Uh, I, yeah, it's tremendous. This point, I, I've loved hearing both of you speak about this point of of the it's, it's almost like it's so good you don't think about it. This on the ensemble piece of it. We're so 
distracted deservedly so and the show's part of at how well cast it is across like the different versions of people the different timelines different actors playing the same character but all basically looking the same or similar enough that you absolutely believe it that you lose sight of that fact of like you you have in some ways main characters that like a different version of the word character for this show than it would be on any other show because you have so many different versions of people so i'm you know i can only think of the you know some of the the first time i think we're in the 50s and the first time we're in the 80s you know there are a couple of firsts that we don't leave the place we are to return to the world that we know or at least the characters that we're first introduced to and you don't feel it. like I remember you, Grace. That was one of those episodes was one of your favorite up to that point. The 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 fifties episode, I think, mm -hmm. um, early on in the or you know in the, in the back half of season one. So mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah, it's super impressive. I have I have so many I have so many like time travely thoughts, and I guess similar to Rich now, it's like you're you're always going to be grading it against and that's in some ways unfair to every other show or property yeah. or movie but uh yeah the uh the economical storytelling here is, is top notch to a point that you made there grace this is such a mystery box show in a really traditional way and they're dealing with a complex idea in the most complex way they could by multicasting the characters by having like these intermittent timelines that are converging with one another where events from season three are actually influencing the choices in season one it's really complex right and and a term that i throw around a lot just talking about tv here on psr is like typical television uh and i and i say it kind of disdainfully you know i joke about being an elitist jerk but the time when i grew up in the world in the 80s and 90s you turned on an average tv show there's a thinness of writing you know there's like a lack of sophistication the questions don't need to be validated that strongly the logic in the show like only ever needs to go so far because it's like the, they know the audience is here to like come along with us for the hour right and they just went the extra mile with all of their characters to really develop these people so fully and so emotionally i mean part of what we talked about over the past six months is just how deeply emotionally traumatic and satisfying and fraught this whole story is alongside being a mystery box and i think to to ariel's point it may be unfair to grade other projects against dark but i challenge other creators to like rise to the occasion you know, I watch the show and it feels like people who were inspired to tell a story that they were inspired by, um, not somebody showing up for a job. And, and a lot of TV does feel like that, I hate to say. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's it, yeah, there's so much care put into the show. Like I, I referenced this a lot when we, we first started, but getting to go to the 1899 premiere and I was I was asking them like when they with this new show, was this something that like the way that Dark was mapped out and planned out in terms of everything is so thoughtful? I said, is that something that you were excited to do again or were you excited to try to do something different and they said no that's how we make tv that's that's if we're going to make a television show every single shot in the show is methodically chosen for a reason and i think that that you know seems daunting but you we look back at the show and i i feel like i feel like it is you're like yeah it's there everything um is so meticulous and so there and the fact that though the fact that they can do that and and actually though make it all make sense for why the characters do different things i think it is for me what puts like the cherry on top for this the show what really elevates it because there are other time travel shows where it's like oh yeah the time travel like math all works out but like why would they go why would they go do that thing why would they do mm -hmm. that and that's not this show. It's like everything. I mean, the, the, it's how many times do we get that that quote about like you can't um, you can't will what you want. Uh, no, what is it, Rich? Schopenhauer. Yeah. A man can will oh, as he wants, but right. he cannot yeah. will what he wants. He yes, right. So that like that thesis, like driving the show forward of like 
pushing every character forward in terms of 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 what they want and and you know like it got to the point where we're we make jokes on the pod about like you just tell Jonas that he can save Marta and he will mm-hmm. he's he's gonna move like but like it makes so much sense to the point where like he never kind of gets over that except for the fact like even at the end he just wants her not to have ever suffered right so it, it, the character progression it's just all it just blended so well the fact that it can all logically make sense and the fact that all logically sense also makes sense for what like what the characters would do, I think is just so impressive, Ariel. Yeah. And I think uh, hearing, hearing you two talk about the, the news of what they're potentially working on and getting to see, like we didn't get to see a lot of 1899, but we know we got to see at least a third of it. Right. We got to see it was a drop. It hurts. Oh God, it hurts so good. Uh, I even just getting to see that between that and dark, I think the highs for me are so high that it's, I am so uh, inspired, frankly, but more importantly than inspired um, looking forward to and not worried at all about them as storytellers going forward and matching the highs that they not to say that it will be easy for them to to attain the same level of perfection as dark but i think as far as profoundness of story and the care that they take with character motivations like do you two were just saying it's almost like nolan-esque for me at this point the way i'm thinking about them in the sense of like just let them cook and do whatever they want because if you leave them alone to their own devices they seem to be just exuding creativity it what it does it's not like dark was uh like they wrote 1899 before dark so they have they clearly have so many ideas and are so creative in a way you know being a partnership i'm sure helps a lot and they have uh an incredible an incredible effect on each other i'm sure they're you know they're a perfect match never believe anything else (laughs) um that it's it's really exciting it's really exciting to think down the road in the future in like 10 years and 15 years what will they have been capable of as long as they don't get canceled prematurely? It's, it's, you know, we talk so much about so much TV around here. There's this constant discussion of like our favorite shows, the best shows and debating that. And I'm sure at varying points in time across this podcast, all of us have articulated, this is one of the best shows or one of our favorite shows. I think it's like in my top three hallmark and part of rewatching it was kind of validating that. Like, do I still feel that way about it? Was it that impactful? And, there is so much good TV out there, stuff that I love to go back to, comfort television, a television that challenged me, impressed me, opened my mind to a different world. But it, it's so striking that this little non-English show with a cast of absolute strangers who are not speaking in my native language could be as captivating and compelling as they are, right? Um, in, in another show like this, I would come out of it. You watch a show like Succession and you want to see what these other folks have worked on, you know? So I found myself like digging through the IMDb of these um, of the actors that they assembled here. Right. Because I think that part of the strike in the past couple of months has has conveyed to us that we need to sometimes like look beyond the like showrunners that are making these things at the ensemble of staff they have around them, all of like the invisible folks that contribute. And it's just you imagine it takes such a team to pull this off when we talk about the continuity of season three, all the reverse imaging of the shots like all of that mirrored like cinematography that we're getting in the commonwealth house at the end like that's being done in pre-production it's all really incredible uh attention to detail grace to your point Mm -hmm. earlier by a lot of people beyond the two showrunners and i just think like all together for this little show to make such a splash is it like never ceases to astound me Yeah, I mean the you talk about their they do have three the, three films that they did before uh at least Yante did I think or uh Bo did. Yante I think worked on his film uh, Who Am I. Um but this is their first TV show and I I do think the fact that it's a German Netflix property gives it a fair bit of sort of the ability to be under the radar to be to 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 not um to sort of surprise people in a way that it just blew people out of the water like i I just remember you know the first time you learn that um the stranger 
is is Jonas. The first time you learn that Michael is Mickle. Um, the the Charlotte uh, Elizabeth stuff. It, it just like continually blows your mind, and it's so it's so good. I think with eighteen ninety nine, they obviously got a bigger budget. They decide to go, um, you know, bigger, more more global in their in in. Um, it's not a German show. It's people from all over, and and they have such this reputation that it's it's so unfortunate that netflix didn't just let them keep keep going uh but they're you know i it's it seems like in my association that has to be like it just didn't do the numbers that they got a little bit of like an atlas scenario almost where because it's so much of a bigger budget show they had to hold the world on their shoulders there's much more pressure right Uh, so i'm I'm sort of hoping that whatever they do next does feel like smaller in scale just in the idea of like if you have three seasons of the show it's like to try to do it with this little tiny budget uh you know um but uh yeah last but but yeah the show it's just i i do love that and 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 it's what i've loved about i love when we did the first watch in the discord uh one of the first sort of post-show recaps discord projects that like happened was a rewatch of dark a bunch of people have been like people talking like what's your favorite tv show a lot of people listed dark just for how good it is or like recommending tv shows and so that happened that's really how the three of us got connected on on the show at least we knew each other from from other things as well but where we like centered in that when 1899 was coming back flagged on our radar as something we'd want to cover here on post show recaps and then the idea of getting to go back and do we have to go back and cover dark uh was so exciting and i i think it is because like i i definitely feel like there's very few people who i've said you should go watch dark who come back and like yeah i don't think it's for me the only obstacles are like if people don't love subtitled you know foreign language shows mm. right like that's 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 the thing and it is it is like dense and it's a show that you need to be like watching watching and not just like second screening um but it's been so fun over the the course of this podcast for people to like pop in the discord send a twitter dm send a message on twitter being like oh i was either i know ne- i didn't think i would go back and do the show because it's such a commitment to to go back and watch <laughs> dark like it's not like oh i have a i have like a, a lazy weekend i think i'm just gonna put on dark for like the whole like i, I don't know that it's that type of show but it is the show you keep thinking about and the more that somebody is like you know we're like okay we're gonna rewatch it that it was so fun to see people either watch it i think we had a few people who watched the whole thing so that like they could join us on the spoiler uh filled podcast that we did and, and then people who rewatch it for another time and just getting to live in sort of the appreciation that we're having for for this show yeah i know we did i know we had a couple of folks that dove in and tried to get their full watch on to catch up with us um and i'm with you i just you know i tried to talk a lot about the philosophy and the weird metaphysics of it because i do think there's a lot to extrapolate it's a show that leaves you thinking i think it will i mean i said it early on but since having watched dark uh just season one it has influenced the way that i view a lot of time travel properties it's hard for it not to because of um how effective it is it kind of like attacking that genre and it just I, I you know it's an absolute treasure i think and as we find ourselves in this landscape where more and more projects have so much attention on them from the earliest stages of their pre-production right as soon as something's greenlit i mean here's the three of us getting excited about like rumored collaborations of these two potentially working on something that to come out of the gate with that kind of pressure i just hope that they are given the opportunity and the creative liberty to get to make something like this again you know um i think it's a real like time in the world the other thing about dark that strikes me is how not old it is i feel as though i watched the last season a long time ago but it was only uh, finished airing in 2019 right season three airs in the summer of 2019 um in the midst of like the the lockdowns and uh 2020 right 2020 was it 2020 Yeah, Yeah. yeah Okay, so even sooner, yeah, you know, because right? we weren't in lockdown in 2019, you know, this uh, it, yeah, I do, I guess I do. It's all a bit of a blur, you know, the time traveling has thrown me off. Exactly. Area. What year uh, is it? Where are why not Forest Road? Yeah, what year uh, is it? <laughs> but what year? You should have asked. What year? What year? <laughs> um, it just really it, it, it like strikes me that it will age like a fine wine, 
right? Um, there are certain like time travel movies, even the beloved, the trilogy itself of Back to the Future. I think for folks who didn't grow up in the 80s, you have to lose a little bit going back to that. Like for me and my generation, it's always going to resonate. But there's something to the way Dark uses this little loop of time and set itself with 2019. And it was like airing contemporary with the timeline it was presenting, driving towards like this apocalypse date, which was all really fascinating. And well, back to the Back to the future is uh you you can will what you you want uh I guess, you, if you yeah, want your yeah. family to exist you can you can make sure that that happens <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's um, child's play that's child's yeah. play compared no that's Chucky uh Ariel I was uh what are, what what is your so I mean it's hard not to I, I feel like I was gonna ask this question it's hard not to just be like well it's the love story of Jonas and Marta but do you have like a particular favorite sort of like story line through line i mean it's also like interconnected so that feels tricky but is there like you know if you think back to like the times when we're spending with this thing in mm -hmm. particular is there like a thing that you they feel like after rewatching it is the thing that is like your favorite you get the, the most excited about seeing like this kind of thing happen whether it's like charlotte's trying to figure out who her mom is uh or Ulrich's traveling back in time being a crazy old man you know is there anything in particular I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a little bit That's and, funny. and, and talk about something that I was like really ruminating on, but I think it does answer the question of like a thing that I haven't been able to stop thinking about because of us rewatching and because of our conversation and, and is the thing that is kind of besides there are two things that came out of that, like, uh, what is it called that simmered up to the top for me that bubbled up. One was Bartosh, our hero forever. Yeah, and ever. very fun. Uh, that was incredible. And two, and to feel that so organically too, like that's just like undeniable. Like you're, the evidence speaks for itself, your honor. Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, I got, I will never forget. I am proud that the, that my first time uh, getting emotional on a podcast. And by that, I mean, actually crying was this show and these these two people that I'm mm. going to mention now, Marta and Jonas, Adam and Eve. The idea that, you know, and I, and I got emotional thinking about their their sacrifice, right? Their selfish act that they had to commit in order to do this good that was basically doing harm to themselves. And to that point, I was really struck earlier today about this thing in my head, thinking about the two of them, right? There's this line that keeps coming up throughout with it's more related to Jonas and, and shout out to Charlotte who, who is talking to him in this moment. And he says, uh, she's like, how do you bring something back from the dead? Right. And he says, you have to, uh, you can, but you have to find it before it dies. And she calls him crazy. Um, but the idea that like Adam and Eve and Marta and Jonas, uh, Jonas, excuse me, uh, Jonas was my upstairs neighbor growing up. Jonas, uh, they have to work together right across time. But the idea that in order to like make this final, final actual plan work, the idea that Adam and Eve had already died, like Adam talks so much time, so much about the three deaths that you have and other characters talk about that. And like the idea that they were so far gone in their trauma that they were basically dead. And you could argue, and we did at various points, that because they didn't have each other, that was part of the death, the spiritual death that they had experienced. And so for to, to take the metaphor, if you have to catch them when they're younger, you have to go back to before they died those deaths in order mm -hmm. to catch Marta and Jonas at a time where they are like willing to do what needs to be done. And ironically it's by killing themselves like it's so the the layers and the layers and the layers on top of each other are just so impressive but they are able to bring uh a a piece because of the because of uh them being caught by themselves like it's adam who yeah. seeks out through claudia but it's adam who has to seek Jonas out um it's it's incredible like that's not something that i had ever thought about and the depth of it the 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 subtlety of it, but like the really complicated heaviness of it. And just a prime example for me of the way that the character motivations and the science, the hard science, the soft science, whatever you want to say about that, work together so seamlessly. And that's what makes the show mean so much to so many people. 
I love these two and I've never really thought about them so much in a complete set like that. It's always been the two of them separate in their storylines mm -hmm. as dumb as that sounds. And this was the first time that like, I can't there, they really are inextricable from each other, right? They're the not, they're the, yep. the, the thing they're that creates the origin. That's a tremendous read. That's like a really satisfying metaphor that I hadn't really uh, pondered. And it just brings me back again to when I talk about these guys as being like inspired artists. Um, I was really fortunate in high school. I got to take a class on, on the Renaissance. I got to take a bunch of classes on the Renaissance and Renaissance Italy in particular. And the, the like height of scientists, artists like Da Vinci and ultimately this fusion of science and art. And these guys were paramount philosophers of their age, right? The art that they created was meant to articulate big ideas of philosophy that are hard to conceptualize. Like this thing that I fixated on a lot as we drew towards the end of our coverage is the notion of a cycle, the loop, the, the deterministic system, a causal loop. And the, the function of like the cycle is just like a thought experiment that allows the people within the loop to understand it and compartmentalize it. Right. But I love that. That's a read that you're able to get after having watched this show countless times, Ariel, because like it's so on point of the metaphor of their deaths and having to like, how do you save somebody? Well, you have to get them before they died. And you do, whether it be like that spiritual death, that death of innocence. Um, it's really, really good. And it just strikes me as to why I find it such a resonant work because it's just operating on so many levels, right? Of like the subconscious, emotional, the tactical, like scientific, and then the ambiguous philosophical that we can never really know the answers to grace because all we have are drops well i think you know it's funny you're talking about the rents and i'm thinking like uh yeah uh leonardo da vinci who like you look at what he did he's like a, a, a scientist a theorist an architect what's he most known for Pro probably I, I mean i feel like it's the mona lisa yeah religious iconography right yeah right and, and just like a portrait of a, of a woman you know the how you interpret mm -hmm. that 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 painting is up to you, but like, yeah, he did all the science stuff and then, um, you know, there he is doing that. So I, yeah, I just think that's, that's really interesting. Uh, Rich, what's your, like, uh, your favorite? I mean, it can be the same. So, so I think that there are two that really resonate. I mean, the Jonas and Marta storyline, I think is really powerful. And I love how much, uh, how important it is to you, Ariel, because it gave me like more investment in it along the way. Not like I needed that much more, but um, I was like, not shy about my like undying affection for Claudia. And gosh, it struck me this time. The, like the masterstroke of her plan, right? Like I, I knew the idea, but you, I think if you go back to the early coverage of us in season one, having not fully rewatched the show just before we started, it was a little duller on me. The like, no, no, Claudia really like saves the day here. Like she's the absolute manipulator behind the manipulator. She's so good that she's able to operate around them. And I think just as a through line, it's so compelling to me to just examine as uh, like a curiosity level of like was this a foregone conclusion is this a bit of a response from um from like baron and Bo about like the the and baron and yanta about the affection for the character and like julia yankin's performance in season one i think that she has such like a breakout like uh kind of explosive season one of claudia rappelling down the rope in the pants she, she became like an instant icon and deeply beloved right so there's always that question there but it really is is so satisfying you said it last week grace of like you come into that finale with the question of like was she that awesome throughout like no she actually was like all the terrible stuff the death of Aegon notwithstanding the other thing that really struck me on this watch and and it struck me because of how like kind of off the radar they fall is the love affair of Katarina and Ulrich dare I mm. say because while Jonas and Marta are like these um like cosmically intertwined entities that are like destined to save the world together. Katarina and Ulrich are like really typical people in a lot of ways where like they're this high school couple who gets together and kind of grows apart, but like could figure out a way to someone up in the forest. Yeah, exactly. Tie their friends up in the forest. <laughs> and like, as you do when you're in high school, as you do, Ariel, uh, um, uh. But, but just like how, ultimately relatable their story is of like them just being like average dysfunctional people 
who kind of can't get on the same page together and like ultimately are like driven to rise above all their BS for their kids, but have like these cosmic walls that they come crashing into and cannot surmount. I just think they have like a really beautiful story. They're such compelling characters and it strikes me how deeply important they are to the plot and the setup in the beginning and how ultimately they're like the conclusion of their stories in season three it's for us it's not for them it's like to satisfy our investment in the characters not necessarily like advance anything plot wise right um but i i just love them as a couple and as people that are relatable to us as folks that are not involved in these grand time travel conspiracies watching this show yeah I think for me going back is is just how much I just love spending time. I think I think with 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 people who are not our main our main cast and it, it's not that I don't love the Jonas and Marta stuff. I absolutely do and I think it's 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 perfect. Never forget it. But um in terms of for me there's a um I talk about I have, I have a love of pro wrestling and I always talk about I'm a little bit of a hipster pro wrestling fan in that like whoever is like the champion or whatever I'm like eh, not interested but like who's down the car who's who's trying out a silly gimmick that's like never going to make it to the top of the card so i just for me that's why like bickle really resonates with me so so much at the beginning um this poor kid like this could be it, like they could have just like gone and made their own movie about with literally this kid like the the kid who plays bickle oh, of like real. him getting stuck in the 80s and and what that's like like a, a sad drama about him and Enos Conwald without any of the time travel stuff like forget it uh, they could have just done um, that uh, Peter is a complicated man a, maybe not the greatest father or husband but like so complicated and 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 that story is so rich Charlotte too the like her finding her mother and and that whole thing like there's just so many other folks who I'm just so happy to spend a time with and and honestly that's where I think I love like the fifties episode where we're kind of, we're kind of like so, so isolated from like, Jonas doesn't know how to get back. So we're just sort of like <laughs> stuck here um, living with the, yeah, but what year is it? Uh, stuck is it? with the, the, the consequences of, of the time travel and getting to hang out. Um, like the, the, that surrounding cast is just so good. Alexander and Regina is one that like, just i think this is the most i've liked alexander by a long shot um in, in a rewatch i know like there's no reason for me to dislike him but i think on a binge i think it's that sort of like the disdain you have for him and the and the the he's a murderer you know he literally did murder somebody i feel like that's so much harder to 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 get away from in a way that i think on my rewatch uh sh and, and doing it weekly i'm like this is just a dude trying to be a good husband you know he's trying to he's trying to forget the mistake he made in the past and yes the mistake he made was really big but he's just he's just trying he's just trying so hard so yeah clausen is someone you talked about who's like he shows up for one season he gets a lot of mvp points on or lvp sorry on our leaderboard which i think is really impressive for like uh i i think through my first go watch i'm like what are we doing especially when he doesn't show back up but i feel like mm -hmm. he's really he is ends up being useful so i i think that's where i have such an appreciation that i think it, the the deeper you go in this show, it's still working on such a such a good level, like such a a high uh, quality level. I think it's a tremendous ensemble, right? I mean, Egon, like uh, Bern Doppler, even there's just so many Tanhouse himself, right? For such like a central important character to all of this, it really struck me on this rewatch how clueless Tanhouse is. Tanhouse doesn't know anything, right? They just basically show up like, "I hear you're a watch fixer, fix yeah. this." Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> I love the uh, my wrestling thing as well. The unknown coming in and just being so friggin' evil in the end. And then it's like, you know, it's a kid holding a, a guy. At gunpoint, you know? uh, and then you, they kind of get yeah, redeemed. He's like comically yeah. evil. But then they get, they get a bit of like, you know, redemption when they're just like, they just want to hug their mom, you know? Like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, we're not done with with Dark, but let's uh, shift gears into what we are doing next week, which is I think we've landed on. And if you have a better name, let us know. But this is the best we've come up with. We are handing out the Windies Award in the vein of the Throners. We are going to give out our award to our favorite dark moments. We'll go through the categories and ask them. You can vote in the show notes. Um, you can vote for uh the winners of all these categories we're going to walk through them and sort of uh as a group we will fine tune the nominees for all these awards maybe add some categories etc um 
I let's start. I I think uh, the first one, and, and I've I've done a lot of uh, this off the top of my head, so feel free to change anything you'd like, Rich and, and Ariel. But I have the but what year is it award for excellence in time travel? <laughs> <laughs> but what year? What the, the, a good time travel traveler does ask what year it is. I think. Um. Here are all the people who time traveled the show: Claudia, Eric, Gretchen, the dog. Helgi, Jonas, Mads, Marta, Noah, Yasin. Whether Gretchen actually technically doesn't someone someone brings Claudia does bring Gretchen through, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'm missing I mean, she that. She gets but... dated through the cave, yeah, and then Claudia brings her back. Yeah. I'm hesitant to to leave on. So this is from the Wikipedia. These are all the people who time traveled. Obviously, like multiple versions of Jonas, multiple versions of Marta, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm a little hesitant to leave Yasin, Mads, and Eric on here. But as you said before we started. Uh, uh, Eric and Matt's pretty much kickstart this whole thing in terms of uh, figuring out it's a time travel show. Yeah, you don't take my yes enough any lists, Grace. <laughs> I'm not having it. Um, I would, I would venture to advocate for. Are we adding? Are we? We can add people if you if they. I time think traveled. that we yeah. need to add Bartas uh, because he's got one of like the coolest oh, time yeah. travel arrival moments, and we got to add the unknown, right? Uh, Triketra himself of the unknown, oh, yeah, I the think, unknown. should be on this list. Uh, Agnes also time. I mean, there's a whole crew of them. I yeah, forgot yeah. when Claudia sends them out. There's a whole crew of them. For yeah. sure. Those are the only two like that I think like might get some important votes that, that seem obviously missing to me on yeah. first glance. We'll add the unknown. We'll add Bartosh. Anybody you want to add here, uh, Ariel? <sighs> Excellence I, in time traveling. I would like to add the uh the coin the coin on the, 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 the pendant okay <laughs> so is good so good is God. that like the <laughs> okay Great. he has to do so much <laughs> oh okay yeah uh just uh i'm just gonna add a, a category at the bottom that i just that i just thought of so um just bear with me um all right the next award is um the don't get in the chair award for uh, poor time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping my yes is also on this list. Yeah, it's all the same people from the previous list. Uh, but I, but I did for I we are missing a lot of people because like Ag, yeah, we have Agnes and all these people. So I'll add Bartosh and the unknown. They can be oh. eligible for worst time traveler. But I got I, one mandatory uh, ad for yeah, worst time traveler. I think yes. it's got to be Winden's number one mom, Hannah Comwall. So I think oh. I get added in terms of like, let oh, me yeah. just steal my son's <laughs> machine and abandon him here. True. Uh, there's also always going to be another option if people want to write in. Uh, very difficult for a write-in to win, but but we shall see if, uh, if we get there. Um, okay, anybody else for worst time traveler? Worst yeah um, i don't know it's tricky yeah. i feel like if you get to time travel you're doing pretty great Jonas yeah. is on there so yeah. yeah just as far as like the physical look um oh, yeah. you know that you could totally make that argument for for him um hannah uh nah, hannah we had she wasn't really bad at it she's just evil so maybe Here, here's a question should oh. should these people be should should the stranger should at, should Jonas the stranger no. and the Adam be dipped? They're all the same. I think we got to keep them the okay. same for right. clarity, or we're going to just dilute our votes too much to make them count. I would actually also for the worst time traveler maybe want to add Katarina. Okay, uh, oh, and she yeah. does end yeah. up having to go back and kill her own mom. <laughs> <laughs> who will then go yeah. home and beat her up for having uh, True. like had to murder her you know so yes. yeah okay yeah. all right i mean that's... i know we could add almost everybody but I know. these are just the ones that like immediately leaping out to me for each category you know? yeah um okay uh i don't have a name for this one yet but i do think we got to have best death this is a pretty classic throners award um so far i have noah killing claudia adam killing marta the first time in the house. Adam killing Marza and the origin. <laughs> Marta killing Jonas. Agnes kills Noah. Adam kills Noah. Uh, uh, Agnes kills. No, who does Agnes? Agnes does kill Noah. Wait, who kills? Yeah, Agnes does kill Noah. It's Agnes who kills Noah, not Adam who kills Noah. This is right? I'm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm just yeah, Adam, Adam, Adam just orders gives it. the thumbs up. Yeah. All right. I have Claudia kills Claudia. Uh, the chair kills Mads Eric Yassin. Uh, the apocalypse kills so many people. <laughs> 
Wait, I feel like if you're gonna have Adam kills Marta the first time, you yes. have to have Adam kills Marta the second. I do have it. I do have Adam kills Marta at the Neil at the uh, Conwell house, and then mm-hmm. I, I on a separate line I have Adam kills Marta and the Origin. Ah, uh, see, okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, what about the birds, Grace? The birds. <laughs> what about Tanhouse kills the birds? <laughs> Is it Tanhouse? It could be the apocalypse. The portal I mean, kills the birds. Yeah, we right? call it the passage. The passage kills the birds. Yeah. Uh, I just want to account for all the dead birds because there's a lot of them in Winden. That's birds. The sheep, you know, who also died. Oh, the sheep. I don't even want to start with the sheep. We're ignoring them. Are there any other notable notable deaths? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the kids. There's oh oh. How about Jonas kills Hannah? How dare we oh, forget yeah. that one? Is that not on there? That's a pretty yeah, good yeah. one. Like yeah. That. I mean, we like uh, that, and we like that. <laughs> um, and what about how dare? How am I forgetting her name? The mother of Katarina. What about the mother of Katarina? Oh, killed Ka- Katarina. I think we gotta add that one, right? Katarina's mom, Dark uh, Hel- Helene. I could add, yeah, Helene. I could add them all too. I don't want to add Claudia no, kills good. Egon. I don't think that we should put that on the list. <laughs> oh, I am gonna add that one. I am gonna. Oh, drat! Damn it! I should. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, this one I don't. I don't actually have um, anything listed yet, but I, I do think we should have what's best scene slash moment. These are moments I'm thinking of, like the stranger is outside of Jonas's uh, while Jonas is in the bunker. Um, what are some of your other? I mean, this is we could go on forever, so I think we'll have to like limit ourselves here. But if you have, right. if you have thoughts, yeah. <sighs> Council of Claudia's, right? It's like Claudia yeah. meeting Claudia at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, for sure, the, the right, you have Jonas, like the stranger outing himself to Jonas, right? That's yeah. what you meant outside mm-hmm. the bunker. Yeah. Um, the, the letter, Jonas reads the letter from yeah. his dad. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many. That there's it's... just so many. Noah discovers the truth about Charlotte and Elizabeth. Yeah, I I do love. I mean, I'm one of my favorite. Ulti- it's like the first one, which is that uh, Mickle realizes he has time traveled. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, this okay. may be way out in left field, but I would want to add uh, Schrodinger's cat too. But would you, or, or would it be, <laughs> would it be added, or would it, okay? No. Yeah. It's hard to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any other? I mean, I mean, the final. I I do think we should add the the. The, the final like disappearance of uh, like the 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 glimmer the glimmer no the something um actually i probably like severing the knot right it's cutting the knot mm-hmm. yeah okay um gosh we're probably missing some bit aka I mean, the end oh, of the world <laughs> the to the world. future yeah welcome to the future bitch we need yeah um <laughs> Yes, the pretend Keep moment that never happened that we Keep made up. Didn't it happen? Are we sure? Maybe we should rewatch it again. Yeah, it's Schrodinger's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything? Anything else you want to add? We can also do this. Uh, uh, the, the, the podcast will go out uh, later, yeah. so we, we have time to keep adding. But there are so many here. I'm counting on the listeners to hit us up. I think especially for this yeah. category, like send us seeds because like we could fill this out with ten thousand. So I'm just showing incredible on, restraint. Right on now. the last Throners that happened, I believe. Um, uh, do, what is the name? Doogie Hauser. Yeah, there's a Game of Thrones name, named one. Picked all the categories. I do think if we like there's a write-in that we're like oh my god that's obviously the best scene we might uh-huh. we might override your voting your d- democratic rights as a voter oh, yeah, listeners yeah. i'm so sorry but um all right the It'll we're perfect award 10 time travel world yeah the we're perfect award for best couple so i have Jonas and marcia regina alexander i have ulrich and katarina slash hannah slash charlotte <laughs> <laughs> i have agnes and doris and then i have helgi and pinecones helgi and pinecones is inspired yeah. Yeah. Um, what about helgi and rocks and rock I, I, to his head. oh to his face that's toxic i that's think it's toxic i think maybe it's toxic yeah. yeah. wrote, relationship Yonte wrote every episode of this show right i think yante and people getting their face smashed in with rocks probably uh on the list mm-hmm. yeah it should be face ma- face smashing for sure we could do baron uh boadar and yante frise oh yeah um they exist in like the real universe the third 
Any other? Are there any other? I mean, oh, there's maybe for best scene, Adam remembering the two cats. <laughs> All that. Then. But that's like a. I feel like that's like a sarcastic one. Um, um, I feel compelled to to suggest Claudia and Bird Doppler, but you okay. know, you do with that as you will. Should <laughs> we do? Can I? I mean, I put no, the love triangle, me, but I don't have the solitary veto. <laughs> I put the I put the love like quadruple not tr square whatever with all oh, we're i mean like, look you could add Claudia and burn slash we Tronte. wanted to try to catch some extra tronte yeah. votes yeah yeah okay mm. it was tronte, tronte and, his, and his mustache we also could have claudia and uh and gretchen oh actually if we want well yeah okay no i was thinking of that's just claudia and tronte but i was thinking about when they were young <laughs> it's like those are the same people mm-hmm uh, oh, I, how do I not? I don't have Magnus and Francisco here. Oh my Thank God! You. First couple died oh. in the apocalypse together. And Elizabeth and Yasin or no? Yasin, yeah, her Yasin, not no, her Yasin. Forget about no. Oh, he was okay. just a replacement for Yasin. Oh, Bartosh and Silja. Oh, yeah, that, even that's though she about as good as Helgi and the Rocks. That one, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. He's going to Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> In every universe, how good on the rock. Oh, no. Um, all right, I have the A Journey Through Time Award for Best Bootstrap Paradox. So I have Elizabeth as Charlotte's daughter, mom. Tanhouse builds a time machine. Um, we have Michael's letter. Um, also Michael's suicide, which I, we could argue whether this is the same, but I feel like the fact that like he ri writing the letter and then the fact that like Jonas goes back because of Adam is because he's <sighs> different. And then Helgi's coin, I have as well. Um. Michael's letter. I'm like, uh, you Michael's combine letter, I think is very complicated. I know. Um, uh, Michael's journey. It's like they are two distinct. We could just say Mickle, Mickle slash. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough because like we start everything connects to everything. The Mickle right, as we start going because like I'm compelled to put Katarina's name, but then oh, it's yeah. like what the whole ghost in the lake thing. Like the whole ghost in the lake thing is so fascinating. And then I don't even know if it is a bootstrap paradox, but like, um, like Ulrich in the mental institution. I get is it? Isn't it? Like I don't know um katarina's name definitely well Aegon hating auric is right like, yes Aegon hating auric yes. is certainly like uh he wouldn't hate him if he didn't meet the old man who remi now reminds him of this stupid kid right yes yeah. i think yes i think so yeah. yes okay we'll leave it there all right do we, so we talked about adding this earlier best parent um I mean, I think there's a lot of good parents. I think you could put Alexander in there. I think you could put Claudia in there. I think you could definitely put Aegon in there. Um, let's put Hannah just to see what happens, right? Yes. Chaos, <laughs> chaos, chaos. Similarly to best time travel and worst time travel, we can just have the same nominees for both and see who gets the best and who's. The I have a sneaky suspicion who will get the most worst parents' votes, but alas um charlotte do we, are we putting people together are we like putting charlotte and peter together or are they technically we can together? we can couple people up sure if we want to, yeah because i'm going to put alexander and regina i'm going to put charlotte and peter um katarina and ulrich are probably separate yeah yeah i guess I mean, they are both the pair no they're if they're we're the pairing them parents. i think we have to pair them okay. yeah uh okay well then Aegon gets doris uh Claudia's all about herself. Any other parent? Uh, technically, he could also have Hannah, though, right? I he know. Could, um, yeah. We never meet that. Oh, that's Silja. That's right? Silja, yeah. All right. Um, anybody else? So Alexander, Regina, Claudia, Aegon, and Dora slash Hannah. H Hannah on her own. Charlotte and Peter. Katarina and Ulrich. Well, should Hannah be on her own, or do we have to add Michael? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because now, uh, full disclosure, like I lobbied for this category just so we can like vote Hannah the worst at something again. So I'm excited for that, and, uh, and maybe Alexander or Regina will get some flowers. <laughs> the worst. I feel like we have to be missing parents, but am I, am I just? Oh, wrong? I don't know if I mean, you're born. Oh, oh Helge is technically a parent. Yeah, just gonna ask. Where is my child? What year? Okay. Um, and then this one I thought was very fun. What is the best time travel device? So we have the chair. The passage, uh, the floating orb, uh, the what are we calling the cool orb? I like we called the floating orb the anomaly at one point. I don't know if you want to do that for the anomaly and the orb and then the apparatus. 
Oh yeah, like the golden snitch looking one. Yeah. Mm. The golden one. Uh, are there any? Uh, we have to be missing the chair, the past golden globe. Anomaly. That's the real golden globe. <laughs> okay, I'll put it. <laughs> the chair, the past is the anomaly, the apparatus. Uh, I'm missing. Oh, the the, the chair like, is the, in like the season one uh, Noah chair, right? The t the time machine. I'm gonna yeah the yeah the Noah chair yeah. Oh, at the tan house OG machine yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the time machine capital letters. I think it's. I think anything else kind of fits with like really a time space machine, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it opens up a, a pocket thing. So it's all right. Any other categories you'd like to add uh, in this, in our Wendy's award? Just like some, uh, uh, there was an honorable mention best use of best use of a raisin. And I could only, I could only come up with one option, which was Adam's face. <laughs> that, was, that was one I thought of like, that's just a, a person. He heard it through the grapevine area. So aerial award. Yes, it was the grapevine. It was very old. So I, I am going to add that. I'm going to make it a required category, and the only option is Adam's face. Is that what you do? There's no other. You can't put in another. Well, if someone has an idea for another, I'll give them another. All is right. There like, is there a competing? What would we call the award of like best use of someone's name when they're not there, but it's literally just people quote saying Mickle and Martha. <laughs> at, Most powerful yeah. name award. I think Marta probably wins though, you know, Jonas. Yeah. Mickle. They, they, they sprinkle in a Mickle when they don't quite have him. Marta. Like, oh, say Mickle. Marta. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most powerful name award. Um, yep. Uh, all right. Well, I'll put the, I'll put so in dumb. most expressive use of someone else's name. And this then I just may have, be yeah. very ignoble of me, but can we call the best death category? We don't have a name for that yet. Yeah, right? no, we don't. But do yeah. we just name the whole category? Kaput. Kaput. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I like I like that the uh, I like that the the name except that the Turners after you. So I'll do the Kaput Award for excellence in death. Yes. You. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um. Amazing. I think that that I think that that that's probably good. We'll be back next week to announce the winner. So make sure you vote. It's in the it's in the show notes below. Make sure you vote um, for all of these awards and we'll announce them next week. And then we'll announce what our plans are moving forward, um, where we're going to travel to next as the travelers. Is Final Hannah thoughts. Cheat? Is, is Hannah going to find a way to cheat for these awards for the voting? Always. Definitely. God damn it, Hannah. Um, any final thoughts, Rich, as we. We'll have one more episode to talk about Dark through the lens of award winners. But This has been an absolute delight, uh, really, like amongst the, I think, best podcasts that I've done here, PSR. Uh, and yeah, I hurt my back and I'm a little delirious today. So take me with many grains of salt. <laughs> That's my parting thoughts. Um, I can't believe your estranged daughter came, wanted you to move in with her, and she pushed you into the <laughs> I know, the that witch. <laughs> but you survived. <laughs> Devil, you what a like <laughs> devil! What a twist! She yeah. thought she had she thought she had ended you, but really, you were just getting started. <laughs> uh, Ariel, what about you? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This was yeah. This was real. This was this was love. As a misguided uh, Carrie, played by uh, Claire Danes at the end of Homeland season two, said, "This was love. Um, <laughs> this was real." And uh, that's that's all I have to say. If you are if yeah, if you care about the show, then I care about you as far as I'm concerned. So sweet. Yeah, same. That may have been nice. the singular straw that broke my camel's back and got me to watch <laughs> Homeland Ariel. I just want you wow. to know. I'm like so curious right now. <laughs> all right. Well, Rich, before we return next week with the Windies, what else you got going on and where can people find you? Oh, a bunch of stuff. Uh, Twitch.tv slash DM Philly. I'll be back over there streaming D&D eventually. I'm talking about Good Omens with you and Taylor yeah. Ballgrace. I'm talking about Foundation with you and Austin Smith. We're getting ready uh, to talk about Ahsoka, the series premiering on Disney Plus at the end of August. The Road to Ahsoka is um, just finished up with our Rebels rewatch. And the Wheel of Time turns a uh, windrose in the halls of post-show recaps. Keep your ears open for Wheel of Time coverage coming soon to you ariel what about you wow um i am what what year is it i am covering <laughs> covering the after party with you and jess covering uh movies with you grace 
that's always fun. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then we're a little bit into like a slow August, but we'll we'll find something to talk about. And um, yeah, I'm slow on... August. Gran Turismo is coming out, <laughs> but not till the end of the month. Even I though know. there's a million previews. I know. I, know. Uh, I am on X <clears throat> at that other Ariel. Um. Yeah, I got a lot going on right now, so just name a few that hasn't been mentioned. <laughs> Winning time. Uh, did you mention the after party? We're doing the after party. <laughs> Heels. Heartstopper came back. So I'm I'm doing lots here on post show recaps. Uh, I'm on Twitter at High from Grace or uh, and then other socials. Uh, High for Grace or Go for Grace. We will be back next week with the Windies. Make sure you vote. Uh, your vote matters. You should do it in the show notes below. Never believe vote. anything else. Never believe anything else. Until next time, ultimate fist bump. Ultimate fist bump.